Here's an exclusive interview with Spice One on Take It Personal Radio. Yo, just relax. Take it easy. No matter what going on, I'm still getting mine. Still. Right now you're tuned in to Take It Personal. What you waiting for? Yo, 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 yeah, this is DJ Premier, Take It Personal Radio. Y'all always doing the damn thing, and y'all need to listen up. Alright, yo, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you motherfuckers are tuned in, because right now, if you don't know what the fuck is about to go on, bitch, this is Take It Personal, with my boy, Phil of Flavor, Kev Law, A.A. Ron, Roger the Announcer, and DJ 360 with his thinking ass. Yo, what's up? It's Eric Summer, the Green Knight Bandit, representing the EPMD, here on Take It Personal Radio. This the truth. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Checking out the Take It Personal Radio show. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Farrell March. You already know what it is. Right now, you're checking out the Take It Personal show. Nothing but the real hip-hop. The revolution is here. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all care anymore about this hip-hop, man? Yo, this is KRS-One. Check it out, this is Marco Polo. Yo, check this out. It's the soul brother number one, Pete Rock. Yup, y'all know the name. Right now, you're tuned in to Take It Personal. Basically, they know what the fuck they're doing, and you don't. So pay attention. You might learn something. And now, our exclusive interview with Spice One. Only here on Take It Personal Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of my favorites. We got the original, legendary OG Spice One. What up, Spice? What's poppin', man? What's happening with it? <laughs> oh, man, the Bay Area's killing it. You have been doing it for over three decades. Am I wrong? No, you're exactly right, man. You know, it's like, you know, this this is a game where where you just, you know, you don't, it's not physical, so... You know, you it's it's mental. So, so you, I, I figure you get you get finer like wine with time. You know, what I'm saying you just get better as you go along because you're getting smarter. So, let's do this. Let's allow the listeners to kind of get reacquainted with Spice One. Um, so let's take them back to the to the early days. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're originally from Texas, right? Yeah, I was I was born in Texas, and uh, you know, I, but I, I was at I was in East Oakland. You know, by the time I was one years old. Oh, okay. But I always went back and forth to Texas. You know, because you know all my people out there. So it'd be back and forth so during the uh, summer. Yeah, a lot of our uh, listeners were bugging out and tripping that you uh, that you were a Texas cat. But uh, you, I'm glad you cleared that up. I am a Texas cat, man. I don't I don't say the hogs. I don't say the hogs. Watermelon rind. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know what I'm saying. It ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying. I don't I don't get it all. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm really from Texas though. It's just the point of I moved to Oakland when I was I was one years old and you know I, but I you know I, it was crazy just bringing back the culture from Houston but bringing it back to Oakland to, you know I'm coming from Houston telling people in Oakland how it go down in Houston and I go back to Oak to Houston with a with a record uh, that me and Too Short did when I was sixteen. Well, you know, you're not the only one to go from Texas to Cali. The DOC was was probably one of the most notable ones to do that. Yeah, man, he's he's definitely an idol on my part, man. I've been looking up to that cat since he came out. Yeah, D- and DJ Premier is from H Town. Oh man, I didn't know that, man. I just seen DJ Premier out in New York uh, when I, I on this press run I was doing for the Platinum OG album. Yes, sir. DJ Premier is from Houston, and uh, look, it seems wow. like it, it seems like you. You have a lot of um, you have a lot of family, a lot of connections, a lot of history in not just California, but all over. I mean, you've done a variety of collaborations with people like you just referenced too short. Um, you know, I know you worked with like eight ball and Scarface and UGK. So let's do this. Let's take the listeners back. I think the first time I heard you was around ninety one, ninety two. You put out. Uh, you put out Let It Be Known, right, before you got signed to Jive. Yeah. Okay. Let the listeners know, because I'd like to get a little clarification. I know you initially started breakdancing, right, and then you were discovered by Too Short. Right, right, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, I am, I, that's what I want to say, you know, I am hip-hop. Like, 
you know, I know how to how, how to cut and scratch with a crossfader with two two records. You know, I know how to. I can even uh, I can even do a little bit of graffiti. You know what I'm saying? I used to break dance everything, but at the same time, I came fresh off the block too. You know, as far as you know, man. You know, it is what it is when you out here. So you know, you got to do what you got to do to get your money. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm in Oakland, hey, with all of that area. So, but at the same time, I'm entertaining. But you know, hey, you know, it is what it is, man. But Popping and locking, getting your inner Shabadoo on. Yeah, man. You know, it, 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 it's crazy that I uh, I came from all of that. And hip-hop, what it is today, is just so many elements missing. When you go to the party now, you know, back in the day, we'll be at the club or, you know, and, you know, I, I'll be one of the break dancers, but I'll be break dancing and then the rapper will be up there on stage rocking shit. And then you got the, the DJ up there cutting and scratching. And then you got all of this, this spray paint and this, and this graffiti. Everybody got on clothes with graffiti written all over them. It was like all the elements of hip hop was at the club. Now it's not all of the elements at the club, you know, it's, it's different. You just go there and you dance to the music, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I'll be like one of the telly youngsters, man. We used to really be, it'll be cracking. You know, we'd have a big circle around the break dancers and the rapper will be rapping about what the break dancers are doing or, or rapping about who, what they're doing, you know, what people are doing out there in the audience off his head. You know what I'm saying? And the DJ will be cutting and scratching off off his head, like, you know, and, and that's what made it so live because it was all natural. It was all fresh. It was, it was organic hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? It was fresh, new shit. Well, it's funny that you said that because listening to your music, and like I said, I've been listening to music for for three decades now it you could tell that you you have that influence of like a boogie down productions you know it sounds like a lot of krs1 early influences got into your music uh, your style Hell yeah. you know what i'm saying so you could hear like spice one listen to like rock kim he's listened to public enemy and and like i said boogie down productions especially because if krs1 moved to to oakland and was a gangster he'd be spice one yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so let's take people back. So you were you got down with the Dangerous Crew, uh, early or I'm sorry, late ni- late eighties. Does that sound about right? Yep. And I know a lot of people maybe heard you off Ant Banks sent on something fat, which was a uh, Spice One with the Bankster. That was that was a hit. The Dangerous Crew off getting where you where you fit in. That was a that was a great joint. And then obviously you started. You put out your own self-titled. You put out 187. He wrote. You put out America's Most Wanted. You were on Jive for for quite some time, and you put out what six, seven albums off Jive. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I think it was maybe seven albums, seven or eight albums with Jive. Yeah, that was like that was like a, I was on Jive for what like maybe ten years. I was signed to that label. That was the best era on that label too. There was a lot of good shit coming out at that time. Uh, everybody on both coasts. You had you yeah. had tribe. You had too short. You had you. I mean, uh, BDP was weren't, weren't, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody was on Jive. So yeah, um, Jazzy yeah. Jeff. And they put out good soundtracks. Speaking of soundtracks, uh, Menace to Society. I mean, that was that's one of your biggest hits. You know? got to talk about that one. I mean, that that was yeah. We'll, we'll get in, we'll definitely get into it. Like I said, you you've been a part of so much, and I and I know people always like to talk about the current stuff, but sometimes you can't forget what you did to get to where you are. So this show, yeah. this show is about collabo. So I just want to kind of rattle off just a few for the listeners, so they know really what you've been a part of, and and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted you on this episode because if there's someone that could speak about the the art of collabos and the chemistry, it's you. So with that said, right. I've already mentioned the Dangerous Crew. Nothing but the gangster with you, eight, and Red Man, mm. a, a classic. Dusted and Disgusted with you, 40, uh, Mac Maw and 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 Pac. Uh, I got five yeah. on a remix. You guys got you got on that. Uh, gangster team with yeah. the South Central Cartel. Hard to kill you and Method Man. I want to know about that, how that came about. Murder show, you yeah, and yeah. again, MC8. To me, you and eight have the best chemistry. It's like it's like PMD and, and Eric Sermon. It's like Prodigy and Havoc. Yeah. I, you know, you guys are yeah. go hand in hand. Uh Red Rum, Selly Cell, 360, Eight Ball, Murder Man Dance. I can go on and on. I know you did stuff with Devin and like I said, Eight Ball, Trey, J.O. But I'm just rattling yeah. off some of them. And by the way, my favorite. My favorite Pac collabo is Jealous Got Me Strapped. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's, that's, that. Hey, we did that song 
on the um, basis of, uh, of one of the homies passing away, and the theme for his funeral was Jealous Got Me Strapped. Splice, think of them niggas now, yo. Hit that shit. Hit that shit. We all niggas going there. Where the fuck y'all going there? You see these jealous motherfuckers that be playing me, G Like a sucker ass nigga, see The thing feeling me It ain't easy to kill a G A motherfucking player from the F.A. to the C Backstabbers in the motherfucking place Smiling in my face I got my hand on my gun Cause they got me on the run Spikes motherfucking one I'm for leaving bodies numb That's crazy because You know when they talk about like The cadence, someone's flow I think you and him, toe to toe, you guys delivered like the, like I said, it's one. It's my favorite pot collabo. But you were able to like go toe to toe. Go toe to toe. Like yeah, it's, it's almost like he brought out the best in you, and vice versa. And and I think that yeah. that song in general, man, it stands the test of time. So kudos, man. Yeah, that's like one of the rawest forms. Me, yeah, that's like catching Pac, me and Pac actually in one of our rawest forms. Um, um, of, of 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 us, you know what I'm saying? One of most most original forms. It was me with the braids and the and everything. You know what I'm saying? It was, I think that was like '94, like late '93, '94, early '94. Mm. Yeah, that was crazy. So we touched on some of that. Let's touch on the chemistry. I personally think. You and eight, when you guys get together, it just it just seems like it's it's seamless, like it's effortless. You guys just make great music together, and it's going back, like I said, from day one. Um, out of all the people that you work with, who do you feel like you have the best chemistry with? Well, definitely um, MCA. He bringing that slow, rough, gangster shit, and then you know I come with the fast, you know the fast, rough, gangster shit. You know, and, and it's like you know you got you get you catching two different audiences uh, that listen to the same you know the same style of hip hop, but they you know they listen you know you got the Crips and and, and cats and you know the, and they listen to my music too. But then you know you got all of the Bay cats who love MCA too. So it's like it was cool collabing because we was collecting each other's fans. Mm-hmm. You uh you had mentioned something about like the Crips. Now I know. Uh... Pac, obviously, he moved from to the Bay, and he had parents that were Panthers. And I believe you had parents that were in the Black Panthers as well. Yeah, well, my uncles. Your uncles, okay. What what was, like, the, the thing that brought you guys together? Because that's another tandem that I thought you and Pac were always great, you know, while he was here. Um, what was it that you guys just clicked? Well, I mean, you know, it was it was because, you know, even on the streets, we had the same kind of – we kind of had the same enemies. So, <laughs> okay. so when we yeah, and we kind of would get together and start talking about them more than anything and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out, you know, how are we gonna get their motherfucking ass? I mean, did that ever get in the way of uh, making music though? Yeah, you know, well, well, that was kind of like making music was kind of like a, 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 a no brainer with with me and Pac. It was like, you know, shit. We, you know, because that was the, you know, we had talk about that just just out of the blue when we, you know, when we, when we start conversating, even when in the middle of us, um, uh, talking about the other shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause it kind of all went together. <laughs> like we'll make a song about these bitch ass niggas. What are we going to call that shit? You know, <laughs> that's how, that's how I say how jealous got me strapped came about because, you know, we was thinking about what happened and we was like, let's make a song, you know? And, you know, we sit up there and talk and we'd collab. And, and next thing you know, sometimes we'll walk away with the same idea and they'll, and go record the same song. <laughs> so I mean, you know, man, it, it was it was you know cool because it's, it's times I remember we was you know we wasn't buy alcohol. We was just sitting in front of the liquor store and trying to get somebody to buy uh buy some Hennessy or some forty <laughs> ounce. When you guys recorded, jealous got me strapped. Was that uh how long did it take for you guys to write to that? Oh no, that was real quick. That was like maybe that took us like maybe thirty minutes to do that whole song. We really? had the beat, and we, you know, everybody else is sitting in there smoking and chilling and kicking it. But <laughs> me and Pac just knocked it out real fast and started going back and kicking it with everybody else. I think we started working on some different shit, or he started working on some songs or whatever. But you know, we usually knock out a song real fast unless one of us pass out from smoking too much blood and shit. <laughs> well, I know he had a crazy work ethic, but for some reason I always thought that happened once he went away and when he came back out, it was w- relentless. So you guys recorded that around 93, 94. And like I said, I know his work ethic was relentless. 
once he went away when he came out. So uh, did you guys, I mean, obviously you you guys kept in touch, but when the loss of him had to, had to be as impactful to, to, to you as it was to all of us, but did you ever have plans to, you know, at that time before he passed, maybe work together since you guys had such great chemistry? Yeah, we had a lot of plans, man, to do a lot of things as far as doing the uh, Thug Nation album and, you know, just pushing, um, you know, the, pushing the, 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 you know, basically this Thug shit the way it's supposed to be pushed, but kind of like, you know, let motherfuckers know, you know, that, that, that you know, it's, we, 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 we out here, we, we out here making the rules and breaking the rules. We out here mobbed out, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's rules to this shit and you can't cross them, you know, um, like you can't be shooting little kids and selling dope to pregnant women, you know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the ethics. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember at one time we were so pissed off that that one uh, we was in Milwaukee and, that, and it was a big ass riot because Pac was so mad because a eight year old vice lord shot a nine year old gangster disciple, and uh, you know it just, it was, it, he, it was a, it was some shit over that, you know, he came out mad like it was his kid that got shot, like he was really pissed off, you know, so, I mean, we would take that shit serious, like, you know, uh, back in the day, it was a different ball game than it is now, you know, these, these the artists now don't, you know, they, the lyrics that they saying now, you know, they don't, they don't catch the government's attention, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. they, they, they not, they're not catching, you know, they're not catching, they catching the, attention to the party attention but the, the lyrics that they saying now ain't catching attention that that's going to actually move something that's going to actually make a difference out here uh uh from the music that, or your lyrics that you're saying it's like you know if you're not going to say nothing that's going to make a difference then shut the fuck up you know what i'm saying <laughs> well that's what this music is here for it's not here you know it's here for us to dance and party and everything but hip-hop is a culture you know what i'm saying and 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 it's for us to be able to speak out like that and get our opinion out. Nowadays, they don't give a fuck about what you're saying. They're like, fuck some lyrics, fuck everything. You can get on there and say, who be the habit of who? And as long as the beat sounds good enough, when you dance to it, you don't, you know. So it's, it's a difference. It's so crazy now, you know. Was collabos to you important because you wanted to always work with certain people? Or was a lot of it more like politics and business behind it? Like, for instance, when you did Hard to Kill with, uh, with Method Man, you were on Jive. Yeah, playtime's over, motherfuckers. Spice One is definitely in a motherfucking effect. You know what I'm saying? Bringing it to all you bitch-ass niggas. So raise up and recognize and understand that this brother is hard to kill. I'm running these niggas up off they block, taking their shit, gagging their bitches. He this but nigga can't sew up your spot. I'm leaving your shit up with stitches, nigga. Bullets fell through the dough. I shoot you in that hoe. Got a cap for each of the niggas that's fucking around with my cash flow. Pill cap, we love cap pill Cause in my neighborhood, cold still kill at will Gotta keep my vest on tight, slangin' sugar delight Bet China White, got these niggas killing each other tonight Was that something that you said to Jive, you know, reach out, I wanna work with Method Man Or did Jive say, hey, this guy is kind of like up and coming And he may help you sell records on the East Coast if you got him on your record I'm always fascinated behind how collabos initiate Especially that one well, me and me and Meth, um, you know, um, me and Meth came, you know, came in the in the play when um, when Jive was about to sign uh, Wu Tang Clan. They asked me, if, you know, they they asked me if they wanted to, you know, if they should sign Wu Tang, and I was like, fuck yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but they, Def Jam ended up signing them. But me and uh, I guess it got back to Wu Tang, to the whole Wu Tang Clan that I was trying to get them, you know get them signed up there at Jive. So when I actually, when I ran into them, they was all like, you know, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was all cool. So me and Method Man just kicked it all, kicked off. Uh, I think we, I seen him at the, um, at the uh, uh, House of Blues in, uh, in LA across the street uh, from the, from the, uh, the, the hotel that Pimp C passed away in, uh, the Mondrian. You know, I, I met Method Man there back in the day. We kicked it and went went to the studio and did that shit. Cause as soon as I seen him, it was like, Oh, it wasn't really too much talking. It was like, shit, let's go <laughs> get the studio up and, um, you know, have some fun. Let's get, get some bud and get, um, you know, some, some sexy ass females and hit the studio up, grab the hand. Let's go. You know, so we up here and got it in and knocked out, uh, you know, uh, knocked out the song. And it, I'm, I, I love that song so much because it's, uh, 
it's on Wu Tang's greatest hit. It, I think it's the first collabo that they've done with with the West Coast artists. If I, if I'm, I think so. I, I mean, it was yeah. done in '94. Yeah. So I mean, that was like, and it showed. It showed first of all, it showed your listeners that you have the ability to to kind of think outside the box, right? You're not just working with forty and eight and cats like that. Like you, like you resonate all coast down south east coast and west and, and i think that was one of them also i think the same year you didn't uh, well not you but mca put out nothing but the gangster with red man and, and that was another classic i mean another east coast west coast collabo that was to me still one of the best ones yeah. that stood the test of time as well so and that's the thing you've been on so many of these collabos i mean that's what i want to know to kind of understand is it like Murder Man Dance, great collabo, right? You 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 worked with Pimp C and, and Bun B before uh, Pimp passed. Was that yeah. your connection to to Houston? And I know you, you know like Screw and all those cats. Is that kind of how that kind of get, yeah. gets uh get you know how to, that happens? Yeah, what's up, you P H I V having ass niggas? This is to you, you punk motherfucker. This spice one black Barcelona bitch. My nigga Pimp C, Bum B, you know what I'm saying? Can't drop game on you niggas. Check this shit out, you know what I'm saying? Feel me, smell me, motherfucker. Live it direct from the bay, bay. Blowing it up with no play. Fuck what a hoe say. Jump out the trap and pull a OJ. Like Kaiser so say. We blunted out smoking the Mose. Higher than Jose. But still watching you haters closely. So Buenos Noche. Got the yes guy and the Mota. And your mommy chocha. Steady living. Mi vida loca. Marijuana smoker. We get richer. Bitch, you get broke up. Play it just like poker. Royal flush it without the joker. So take a toker to Bombay. Smell it from here to Pompeii. In your fuck it or your Cadillac Alante. Nothing but good. Don't get it twisted, you come up thinking like Strong J We get ballistic, specifically speaking We straight leaving you niggas leaking Too many dick riders geeking Why in the fuck you tweaking, you peeking But won't prance You wanna take a chance Everybody in this bitch can do the murder man dance Yeah, because you know when You know when When, when Pimp C and Bum B came to the Bay Area Or came out that way You know, um you know, they automatically would hit me up. You know, they they know it's the, you know they they like oh you know that nigga they know that nigga from Texas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so they hit me up. You know what I'm saying? And they they know they know no matter no matter how deep the accent was, I was going to understand what the fuck they were saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they knew that much. You know what I'm saying? So, and, I, and they knew I knew what a bud was, what a what a good <laughs> weed was, shit. So they come out, we kick it, and you know we ended up we ended up uh, recording that in uh, in Berkeley, um, same place where me I think me and uh, Lazy or Busy recorded some shit at. Before we get into your newer album, because I I know we definitely want to talk about that, but you've always worked with so many different people, and I, and I'm just now as you're talking, I remember you had a joint with Noriega. I think it was off your album. Is it immortalized? It wasn't Last Dance. It wasn't Bossolini. It was it was immortalized right after that. You had a song with Noriega, and that was the time Noriega was hitting with the you know the super thug. And so it's kind of like you're you're almost like ahead of the game. Like you know which cats to like work with, and it's cool because it showcases your abilities where you're not pigeonholed in just one lane. You know, as this Bay Area yeah. you know gangster rapper, so to speak. So out of all the collabos that you've done, I mean, I, and I know you've done a lot. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but can you just rattle off a few that come to mind that, like, you're the most proud of? Like, you thought, like, this, I killed it. Like, whether it's your collabo on your record or one that was featuring with you, I mean, what what are some that come to mind immediately? Well, well definitely uh, Dusted and Disgusted, and I got five on it remix. Of course. And uh, there's one with me and... Um, with me and uh, Crazy Bone, that I think got got a you know it didn't get slept on, but I it's, it was like maybe as recent as 2010, and it's on the uh, America it's on the Haters Nightmare album, and it, and and um, uh, that one is off the, off the hook too. Like you know, any t- I got you know I, I got two songs. I got me and Crazy Bone, and then I got one with Lazy Bone. Both of those co- uh, collabs are. are Man, motherfuckers, go check those are my two of my favorite now. You know, like recent, you know, like you know, ten years ago or yeah, whatever yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like me and uh 
those songs like bang to me right now. Still, you know, you gotta make his music timeless. If you mentioned uh, a record, Dusted and Disgusted, which I, I love, but you know what I can't figure out is because as much material as 40s worked out, do you guys just not like have the right schedule? I mean, I would imagine you guys would have worked, you know, more frequently together uh, in the past 10, 15 years, even uh, being that you guys are stone sore away from one another. And then he puts out a lot of material, and I know you put out a lot of material. So is it just a conflict of schedules where you just can't link up? Or, I mean, how come we haven't heard more of you in 40? I'm really not all that sure about when things is finna mature. So let me find me a nigga with a grip and hit his ass quick with one of them What's the definition of a lick? Taking a nigga shit. Hey, put that on some. I'll put that on the click. The click. Back to fucking work. One of the homies just got dusted. Time to do some dirt. Uh, I never trusted them busters. Shot him in the shirt. Dead on arrival. Now the town is funky. It's called survival. I think it is. It's kind of just like, you know, he, he be on the move a lot. And, and so do I. We talk, you know, on the phone about doing things, doing songs and stuff. But I think I probably got to, you know, we got to, actually be in each other's face to to at the studio um to actually get it in you know because man I, I run around crazy and i know he is too so i mean you know but we talked we actually talked like two weeks ago on the phone about recording some shit so yeah you know I, it's, it is about time <laughs> well let's not wait too much longer i mean i know you're crazy because i know what it took to get this interview so i can only imagine what it's going to take to get 40 to have you in a studio but um you know this is art yeah. you guys create art it's a lasting thing and, and you know when you're gone in in 50 60 70 years the art still remains and people still yeah. talk about you know the music that you make so uh, as a fan first and foremost i i just urge you guys you have it do it because trust me the listeners definitely want to hear it so um i know we talked a lot about collabos let's get into some of the stuff that you're doing so uh you just dropped the platinum og this summer right that's your your most recent album and by the way you have it looks like you have a collab on almost every every song i know i listened to the song with easy uh pimp c fatal hussein devin the dude you have sick collabos on this um tell the listeners what it was like making this album working with some of these people what you want to accomplish and really what what's on deck for 2020 well, this album, the uh, the Platinum OG album was, you know, my purpose of, rec of recording and doing that album was to, um, you know, to let everybody know that, that we still here. You know what I'm saying? Some of us is gone, but some of us is still walking this earth. You know what I'm saying? We still walking around here, getting it in, um, and we hear all of it. We hear every, every bullshit thing anybody say about it, every OG. Um, you know, and some of us don't say anything. And, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, I, 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 I'm unfortunately me, I, I can't, you know, I'm going to say something because I figure, you know, what the fuck is an OG supposed to do? You know, what, what kind of OG would I be if I wasn't out here checking motherfuckers when they're out of pocket? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, hey, you know, what else am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. So, you know, but that's what the whole album is about. You know, it's about you know, respect these OGs, you know, we, we, we paved the way for y'all, you know, and it's not, it's not nothing, um, no disrespect to, to the, to the BGs, to the, to the youngsters that's doing it now, unless, unless they feel that way about us, you know what I'm saying? You niggas get up in the studio and all wanna be G's, but you talking about some shit that you seen on TV, you watch too many movies, Reality, I dissected your gaming, bitch nigga, what's my analogy? Think it's a game, then we bullshitting shit. You gon' learn today, don't make, make me grow them braids back and pull out the cake. Have your ass out blinding shark. Motherfucker, shit, you ain't from the streets, that's why they made sidewalks. Cause you don't walk and how you talking with all that gun talk. You be beefing with suckers, but we some real motherfuckers. When the prices go up and it's a motherfucking trout, you be the first nigga, duck the slugs, running this mouth. Studio gangster, you're just a gangster on the microphone. It's funny that you said you stayed checking cats because I remember for for a minute you had like the greatest IG page or something. You're posting these videos and you are calling out cats <laughs> left and fucking right. And I, I know I could not be the only one who was watching it on loop. 
I'm like, you know what? Thank God someone's really speaking the honest truth because you're saying things that a lot of people are thinking, but just don't have the balls to say because of politics and labels and all that other good stuff. Say, say it again, Spice. 10 million copies of gangsta shit. Gangsta shit, nigga. We don't put that funny ass, fake ass, bitch ass, fag ass shit out, nigga. We put out gangsta motherfucking shit. Thug World Music Group, nigga. 10 million copies of gangsta shit over the last 30 years, nigga. Gangsta shit. Not no punk ass radio singles, nigga. Fuck y'all fake ass rapping ass. Don't know how to rap ass, bitch ass, faggot ass niggas. I'll beat the fuck out y'all niggas. Y'all come in my face with some shit. Don't ever get me twisted, nigga. 10 million copies, nigga. Thug World Music Group, nigga. This spice motherfucking one, nigga. What? Blah! You didn't hold back. I mean, you 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 let it loose. And, and quite honestly, more of that is refreshing. And that's what people really want to hear. That's why, like, you know, the Howard Stearns of the world are still successful because they tell people what they want to hear that other people are afraid to say. And you've never been one to bite your tongue. And I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, well, well my, my father, you know, he, he was like a motivational speaker for the Black Panthers. He would go up there and speak sometime. And, you know, you kind of have to have, you know, that's my generation. Um, that's how we, you know, we, that's how we see things. Like I, I see things like, you know, I'm sitting back in the cut waiting for a motherfucker to do some dumb shit so I can, so I can speak on it and expose their ass. You know what I'm saying? So I'm literally here for that. Like, you know, uh, I feel like there has to be some type of balance there, yes. you know, and, 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 and my generation is the generation who speak up on shit like that. You know, if, 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 you know, everybody know the homie Tupac, you know, how we, we are the type that Ice Cube, you know, we speak up on shit like that. We the ones that, that's going to say what, no, what everybody else is afraid to fucking say. And we, and we, and we, we are here for that purpose because it has to be some type of balance. Okay. I mean, I couldn't just let motherfuckers talk about, you know, one of the greatest artists that ever walked the earth. You know what I'm saying? I can't. You know, not while I'm still walking this motherfucker, especially with me and the dude, you know, we, we rock together. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I feel like sometimes what they saying about him is what they saying about me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because I used to rock with him, and they say all flocks of a feather rock together. Well, <laughs> shit, I used to rock with that nigga. So if you talking bad about Pac, you talking bad about me, because I used to be the one. I used to be with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, of I mean, um, It's hard for me not to respond when I see... Um, or hear negative bullshit about about my mother about my partner. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, and and, and like I say, my generation. That's what we we known to do. We 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 you know we born for that shit. We born in the talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Look, check this out, nigga. If I hear you say one more thing about my nigga, nigga, I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna get on a motherfucking plane, funk master bitch. I'm going to get on a motherfucking plane, and I'm going to come out there, and I'm going to go to Hot Point 790, whatever the fuck, nigga, and I'm going to drag your bitch ass up out of there, nigga, and I'm going to stomp your fucking head in, you bitch ass, nigga. Say something else. You ain't no gangster, nigga. Shut the fuck up, nigga. For somebody catch a plane out there and choke your faggot ass, nigga. Fake ass, nigga. Yeah, no, listen, you just brought up Pac, and I just want to ask you a quick question. You know... Most of the things that you do is from an audio side. The fact that you got to be in a major film and see yourself from the video side, I mean, that's got to have tripped you out, you know, being a part of such an important film like Menace. What was it like the first time you actually saw that on the big screen? You know, did that just trip you out? Yeah, um, it did because um, that was the first time I actually seen my, my music in a, motion, in a major motion picture. Um, and, uh, you know, and I kind of knew the script to the film and, uh, and you know, cause I was supposed to be old dog and, 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 and I had, a, I had the, uh, the script and I was reading it and everything. So watching a movie and from reading the script and everything was all like, it was all exciting to me. And, and, you know, uh, the experience was, was really, that shit was exhilarating, man. No bullshit. You know, I, I was fired up. It, it really done something to me. Kind of, uh, really motivated me to keep doing, you know, keep going. Shit. I'm sure it gave you a different trajectory to what you wanted your career to be at, after that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, you know, I was like, you know, well, uh, at least I know, you know, uh, what my fans like, you know, they, they like some real shit, you know, um, just keep it entertaining, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep it gangster and keep it entertaining, and I'm going to win all the time. 
the trigger got no heart I'm sick up in this game, I'll take no secondary shorts And slam dunk these bullets up in your chest like Jordan Menace to society, madman killer Just call me the East Bay gangster neighborhood drug dealer to make decisions and I'm quick to get my blast on Do a 187 with this bloody Jason mask on Rollin' about the cut, deeper than Atlantis Throw his chest apart, left his heart on the canvas Now I got more mayo than the rest of the pushers rat tat 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 came my tech from the bushes I blast with no heart, cause I'm heartless and I try Well, your very next album was America's Nightmare So, I mean, you, you hit us with not including, you know, the, the one that was off Jive, let it be known, but Spice One and 187 he wrote. And then you hit us, boom, a, another classic, America's Nightmare. That album, first of all, you, you spelled it with Triple K. Was that like uh, you paying like uh, homage to uh, to Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted? Yeah, yep, exactly. Okay. That album, I know that's the one, even though that's not your first but that's the one that caught a lot of people, especially those on the East Coast, right? Because you, some of the collabos. But this was also at a time where they had just heard you off Menace to Society. They just heard you off, uh, you know, MC8's uh, Nothing But the Gangster. So you started making more of a name for yourself outside of, say, Cali. That album was ridiculous. Right. When you made that album, uh, you obviously Jive gave you a budget. Did you have a game plan? And you said, look, this is what I'm trying to do? Or you were just because of everything that happened prior, you just kind of were in that zone, so to speak. And it just made some of the best music that, you know, that you've ever made. And, and that was, that was what, 94. 94 was one of the greatest years in hip hop too. So to be a part of that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I, I mean, I did, I had a game plan. Um, and, and, and I mean, if you say both, I was in my zone and, uh, and I had a game plan as far as, as uh, what I was going to write about, um, you know, because I heard Ice T say, you know, so anybody can make a song or make or make an album, but to make an album and make it mean something, then that then that's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to make an album and actually make the whole album mean something, not just one or two songs. I wanted to actually make an album someone can listen to and go through that motherfucker like it was some type of it was a movie, a, a musical movie, gangster shit. You know, mm -hmm. you could close your eyes and visualize everything I'm saying. And that's what I wanted to do. Make uh, that's what America's Nightmare was. It was something for me to like, you know, sink my teeth into as far as making a project. I had my own. I had a lot of time. To, I had enough time to do it, even though it didn't take me that long to do it. I had time to do it. Thinking I had the, the uh, right uh, producers around me. I had the studio time, and you know, the right promotion, the marketing. You know, everything was was set, and and, and I could just. I could just work and make, you know, and actually do a, a project. So, and that's what it came out. It came out like, you know, and I'm like, you know, I like to do shit like this. Like nowadays, all they do is, you know, they drop a single and then, you know, you push that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but back in the day, it was it was the whole album because they would get the album and, and it would read the inserts and the lyrics would be in there and then the shout outs and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was a difference back then. Uh, when we put an album out, it was like putting out a book or a movie or something, you know. And we all miss that, you know. And it's, you know, as a think back when you were an actual listener or a fan of hip hop before you became successful. Was one, was there a particular year that you loved? And two, who was the artist that, you know, was your go to every time you got in the car and why, you know? Um, it was either Nori or it was um, Lord Jamal. He's the, like coming. He used to come get me when I, uh, when I, every, from wherever I was at, when I got to, uh, New York and, and you know, take me to go get the bud, you know, cause it was, it was illegal all the way back then, you know, <laughs> he'd take me where the bud was. But the, the most impressive, um, and the, and the, and the exciting, uh, thing that happened, happened to me when I was in New York, uh, when I, the first time I, I got to New York and took, and got out of the cab, uh, and, and took two steps, uh, two or three steps, and I heard uh, some guys a block away, and they were like, you know, yo, yo, Spice, what's up? Yo, what's up? Damn. And I'm like, you know, who the hell is that? You know, and I, <laughs> I, I, I ain't, this is my first time in New York. I, I ain't been here 10 seconds, and I hear two dudes down the block saying, yo, yo, Spice, what's up? And I look down the block, and they get closer and closer, and it's fucking run DMC. Damn. Oh, wow. Nice, man. Yeah, that's man, a moment. I was, I was like, 
Yeah, I was like, damn, I got you. I, I'm like, I got these these dudes on my wall, like the posters on my wall at home. That's so crazy. I'm like a big fan of these cats. I'm like, man, what y'all doing here? And Ron was like, man, we came to see you. We, we, we landed and we just came to say what's up. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, so I mean, that type of shit influences you uh, to to be great. You know what I'm saying? To be something that these guys expect you to be. You know, um, you, you, when they when they when they meet you like that and greet you like that. You, 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 you try you, for some reason you try to hold up to the to their standards of what they uh, they think you are so you, you, you hire you hire your standards you're like shit if I'm good enough for run DMC to come see me here then I, I better I better write some, some some real shit you know what I'm <laughs> saying and, I don't want to let these guys down. You know what I'm saying? Well, the great the great part about that time was, you know, before there was coasts and bullshit, you know, we didn't have that many people to choose from. So they were just doing things so differently. And there's no way that anyone in the game ever, you know, didn't say Run DMC had some kind of influence on them. So the fact that you got to meet them, the fact that you got to see them in, in, in a place like New York, which was, you know, the cornerstone and you know the place where everyone kind of it was like it was the mecca of hip hop. So uh, that's a pretty yeah. amazing thing. And it was crazy, you know. When they walked up, man. They looked like fucking Run DMC. You know, they had that <laughs> the black uh, Levi suits and yeah. the fucking the chains with the Adidas and shit on them. <laughs> like, oh shit! Like this is fucking me up right now, dude. I was like a little fucking dreaming. You know, and they're like, Spice, yo, what's up? I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> what, you, did you have the bandana on your head? Well, yeah, I had the braid. So you you look like fucking Spice One. So they look like Run DMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I walked to you, if I saw you with a blunt in your mouth and a bandana, I'd be like, yo, that's Spice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I definitely had the bandana, the braids, and the blood in my mouth. But I, you know, that, that was my fucking shit. You know, so I mean, I mean, even today, I, mean, I still talk to DMC sometimes. I haven't talked to Run in a while, but even today, I still talk to DMC, man. You know, it's, it's crazy. He's you know, a solid um, dude. He's a solid that's dude. That's respect, man. You know what's crazy? He's really blessed. You, you know, you were a part of, of that, like, I keep going back you are part of that that element where the mindset was different the ethics were different the your whole philosophy with music it was different so i always equate this shit to sports so the listeners they can appreciate this take a jerry rice for example and i say that because you, you know you're from the bay and take like an antonio brown and what i'm trying to get at is like today's rappers and the the rappers of you know, years back, the ones that paved the way, the pioneers, the ones that made it right. possible. And you're one of those cats. So like when you see cats like a little Yachty or a little pump, a little easy, or all those cats that I, I, you know, little, whatever, six, nine, and they're making billions of fucking dollars off bullshit. I, I gotta think someone like you who has more skill, you know, in your finger than these cats have in the entire body. A part of that has got to, definitely piss you off. And I know Pac's not here today, but if he was, there's no way he would allow this bullshit either. Yeah, you know, it's it's just what it is. It's, you know, now hip-hop has been, is, is more tainted by money, you know, and all of the, all of the you know, them, them type of cats, they all, they all are controlled by money, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you're controlled by money, then that means you can be bought, you know what I'm saying? That means a motherfucker can give you a certain amount of money and you would do goddamn near anything, you know, and I don't want to put, ever put myself in that category to be controlled by anything, not even money, you know. Um, I control my money, but I'm not, never, would never let money control me or control my loyalty towards whoever I'm, I'm doing business with mm. or dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Um, this guy ain't gonna fuck you on, on your, on his end, he gonna come through and all of that, you know? It's not about, you know, having a big wad of money to hold to your, your ear like a phone, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, <laughs> when you did that, you get jacked, you know what I'm saying? Nigga run up to you with That's four great. five, knock your, knock your noodles out, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, now it's, it's a whole different ballgame today. You know, um, you can do certain things like, like that. Um, you know, and I don't really have a, I, I mean, as far as what, what they're doing, I let them, let them get out. You know, um, hopefully they'll learn uh, like we did. It's just kind of like they're going back, to, you know, 20, 20 years and shit, not listening to what the things that we was telling them, you know, obviously with Triple X. You know, and, and a lot of cats, you know, uh, riding around with money and stuff like that and, and, you know, rocking like that, then, you know, you got to expect that. You, you know, if you were, you know, I, I rock like that, you know, I'm strapped. I, I'm, 
you know, I'm riding around looking for a motherfucker. I wish, you know, but you can't do that and, and you know, just think that you're not going to be slipping one day because one day you're going to slip and somebody going to be there to, to blow your noodles out and take take your money out to, you know, jack you for everything you got. Yeah. The crazy part about all of that is there's always going to be a next generation. And despite our generation that was around from the beginning to the phase that it's at now, there's always going to be some 14 to 18 year old rapper who's going to be doing shit differently than the nonsense that's going on now. So every dog has its day, but the truth is it's going to hurt them just as much. But it's a lack of respect that bothers me. Like see how Spice got down with Run DMC. It was almost like he was a kid again. Right. Those cats didn't show guys like Pac or Big or any of those. They don't extend that kind of respect because they feel like it's they don't do that anymore. Like, you know, it's like that wheelchair rapper shit. Yeah. It's like paying homage and and giving people their flowers while they're here. But if you don't respect the architects of what allowed you to even have a career, then I can't fuck with you. And I'm not saying all of them do that, but a lot of them do. And and that's what kind of bothers me more than anything. Not that they make money. You know, because money comes, money goes. It's the lack of respect that bothers me. It's, you know, it's also the the, yeah. the industry's in control again, too. Right. The industry's in control again. Like, when hip-hop first started, the industry didn't have any control over hip-hop. Uh, we had the box out there where um, uh, the only way your video would get played is if motherfuckers paid to have it played. They would have to call in, press in, the, press in some numbers, and then your video would play. And if your video was number one on the box, that meant the people like your video. Not it's getting played because it's been people. This, this video pay, station has been paid to play it. It's getting played because the people are, are 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 ordering it. That's why your video is number one because the people are ordering it. The people around the nation are ordering your video, and that's why it's number one. It's not number one because. Your record label paid $100,000 for it to get played on this network, that network, and that network. Or that it doesn't have a million views like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it was, it was, it was, you know, it belonged to the people. And that's why, you know, hip hop is, is just kind of tainted with money right now. Like I say, it's all about money. And, 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 uh, these cats are being bought, you know? Tell people before we, we let you go, man, what, What's in store for 2020 with Spice One? Well, now it's like with me, uh, we got the new album. You know, I, I gave you guys Platinum OG. Yep. And it's in it with all with all the, with all the Platinum OGs on there, dead and alive. So now we we're doing uh for the album Forever 21. So and, and Forever 21 is me making a statement saying, you know, it don't matter how old I am, check this shit out. And it's, it's a, all the proof is in the pudding. So I mean, uh, when you when you when you master your craft, um, this is what happens. So this is me showing uh, what happens when when you actually master your craft. You know, it could be it could be thirty years later. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come on stage as a uh, and use uh, and for the props on stage. I'm gonna come on with a, with a great fucking wig and a great long gray beard and a cane and shit because since you motherfuckers think I'm so old and, 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 and I'll rap all you every, every every motherfucker that step on the stage you know uh, what I gotta I gotta be the, the, the rapping version of uh, Uncle Drew in this bitch <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's funny so I mean you know these things they, they until they understand that's, that's what the Forever 21 album is it's like a rapping version of Uncle Drew like you niggas think y'all can okay, okay, this is what it is. So you you'll you'll love it. It's it's diff, definitely completely different music from um from uh platinum OG. Wow. Some of it is, you know, bang like that, you know what I'm saying? But it's like more of, of you know, the 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 twenty one year old beats and the and the you know, the shit that they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Me fucking around and trying to, you know, just seeing where, where it goes. Got you. You know, cause, because, you know, I'm always over the, all over the track anyway. So, you know, it's just me testing my skills and having fun with the, with the art. Well, Spice One, man, three decades, you're still going strong. If I had to uh, put a gun to your head, not that I would, cause I love you, but if you had to pick one of your albums <laughs> that you are the most proud of, the album that you go to, the album that you fuck around with when you're high and you're like, yeah, I killed it. What is that album in the Spice One catalog? 
It's definitely the uh, the first album, the um, the Spice one, uh, self titled. Or are you talking yeah. about your demo tape, uh, your, the one that you did, Let It Be Known, with one eighty seven uh, proof? Well, some of the songs from Let It Be Known are on, on um, the self titled, on uh, the, the Spice one, uh, yep. self titled album. So it's like that's the my favorite one is the first one because. It, you know that the song "One Eighty Seven Proof." Um, if it wasn't for that song, you know, probably wouldn't even be on the phone. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't have uh, actually got to where I'm at. You know, that was like my that song like got me there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cooling on the corner with the cellular phone, you could tell that the East Bay was his home. More male than the rest of the pushes, cause he got a Tech Nine in the bushes, Bush. and that's how his shit was handled. First name Jack, last name Daniels. He had two boys named E and J. He had the nine and J the A cat. Clocked on a street called Hennessy. Rivals with the motherfucking name OE. E had a bitch and her name was Jen. Had a nigga named Juice doing time in the pen. You couldn't tell that Jen was a bitch though. Cause she was fucking some nigga named Cisco. E and J knew tonight they'd come with two fat niggas named Bacardi and Run. They capped Jack's hoe and the sight was scary. The bitch was all bloody and her name was Mary. Officer Martini wiped up the body and all fingers pointed at Run and Bacardi. Uh, it, was, it was it was on that album and everybody heard it, so yeah, that's my favorite. That's favorite your favorite. Album. Well, it's a good one. I can't fault you for that, man. I think you had, like I said, back to back to back home runs out the box. So, all right, what's your Thanks, favorite man. collabo? Same thing. Out of all the collabos you've done, yours or someone else's that you've been on, which is the one that you said, "Yep, that's that's the one." I mean, I kind of like the one. I, I kind of like the one with me and Metro Man, man. You know, Hard to that's kill. Really out of the like you say, it's really out of the box. And the shit is really, you know, banging hard as hell. You know, me and me and Tupac kicked it all the time, so everybody was expecting for me to do a song with him. But me and Method Man from Wu Tang, it was like, what the hell? Like, oh shit! Yep. And the song is really good. So yeah, it's really good. One of my favorite collab is not my favorite. Well, you get respect from uh, Scarface, from Ice T, from every legend you can think of. You just said Run DMC, so uh, I can say this as a hip hop aficionado that. And I'm I'm not from Cali. Just to, it just goes to show you how your music, how your music could resonate people from all over. And I truly appreciate everything you've done from hip, you know, from day one in hip hop to what you're doing now, and the fact that you're having fun with it still, and you and you're trying to do what the youngsters do with and beat them to their own game, you know. And and I think, um, yeah, I still am gonna hold you to it, man. I want to hear you and Forty again and all that other good stuff. But keep doing what you're Hell doing, yeah. man. I really appreciate the time today. I appreciate the music you make and, you know, all the classics that you've, you, you've provided people like myself to listen to. Man, thanks. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. And anytime you need me on here, just hit me up and let me know what's happening, man. And, um, you know, we, I got my label, Thug World Music Group, and my, my Instagram, the, the, the Real Spice One. Um, I'll go through there, go there and check me out uh, and listen to Biggie Smalls tell y'all who his favorite West Coast rapper is. That's right. On my, yeah. on my I, Instagram. That's right. I forgot to mention that. I mean, that's <laughs> crazy. I mean, it, again, it goes to show you how your music was timeless and it covered all coasts. I mean, you appeal to everybody. And uh, that's something yeah. that not a lot of people could say. Um, so you're up there in good company, man. And, and uh, again, thank you so much. And and uh, keep doing your thing. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate everything, man. Enjoy your high. Yeah, man, this Spice One, Barcelona, check it out. Kicking it with Phil the Flavor and Kevlar, man. You already know. And my man A A Ron and DJ Three Sixty. We hope you enjoyed the interview with hip hop legend Spice One. If you want to check out any of our past interviews or episodes. Be sure to check us out on all major streaming platforms or go directly to TakeYourPersonalRadio.com.